Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blackwood Show. The Black, the Black, the Black, Black. Welcome to the Blackwood Show. I'm Taylor Blackwood and this is my show. Today, I'm very excited. We're going to do our first podcast in a new series on personal finance. This is one of my favorite topics to talk with you guys about. I'm a big advocate for saving. I'm a big advocate for learning how to passively invest at a young age. And I'm a big advocate for letting compounding interest work for you in the background. So that's what today's first podcast is. I think it's kind of the foundation of personal finance is understanding compounding interest, understanding the concept, understanding how what it does for you and how it can help you in the long term. Why starting with investing so young is so important and why it's critical to let compounding interest work for you. Well, in order to understand those things, you have to understand the concept first. So this may be a pretty pedantic uh, podcast for some of you people who have more personal finance savvy for people who are already saving, but sometimes it's good to get back to the basics. You know, sometimes I like to go back and review topics that I think I have a really good handle on because maybe I get a slightly different perspective on them. And if nothing else, it brings it back into the forefront, brings it back into focus for me to pay attention to my savings rate and things like that. When I hear a podcast that maybe covers some topics I've heard before, right? Never hurts, especially when it's on a topic as important as saving, as important as personal finance, and as important as compounding interest. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So compounding interest, uh, you guys know from listening to me that I like to look at these things on Investopedia. So I pulled up the definition for compounding interest to start off the podcast. Compound interest are also known as compounding interest is interest calculated on the initial principal. So that's your initial investment. So say you invest $1,000 into the stock market, your principal is $1,000. But the compounding interest also includes all of the accumulated interest from previous periods on the deposit alone. So the reason that you invest, of course, is to get a return, you know, and that's largely going to be communicated as interest, right? Or like a percentage return that you make on an annualized basis is another way of looking at it. So uh, for the point of this podcast, surmise those things to be called comp or to be called interest. That's your return on your investment. So the principal amount you do, again, is what you initially invest, like the $1,000 in the example I just gave. The interest would be what you expect to return. Well, the long-term return on the stock market, some people claim it's 8%. Some people claim it's 10%, depending on the uh, uh, period you look at and depending on what index you use. So most people say that's for the S&P 500, somewhere between 8 and 10% in the long term. Let's use 10% as your expected return. And what I mean by that is if you were to, your expected annual return, I should say. So if you were to invest $1,000 in the stock market, then you would expect to get 10% as a return on your investment for that over the long term. So some years will be down, some years will be up more. But in in the blended average over the long term, if you were to leave that investment for 10, 20, 30 years in the S&P 500, you can expect it to earn you on average 10% return per year. So $100 on that $1,000 investment per year. Well, the beauty of compounding interest is that let's say that that holds true and the and just to keep things simple, you earn a flat 10% every year on the S&P 500. In reality, it doesn't work that way. But for the point of this conversation, let's say it does. So let's say year one, you start out, you invest or year zero, you invest $1,000. After year one, you have $1,000 plus the $100 you earned in quote unquote interest and the return on your investment for investing in the S&P 500. So now you have $1,100 in your account. 
Well, in year two, you're going to get that same 10% return on the initial $1,000 that you left invested. So now you have another $100 for that. But then you also get 10% on that $100 you earned in year one. And here's the beauty of compounding interest is that same 10% applies to gains that you earned from leaving that investment in previous years. And that's compounding interest in a nutshell. So the, so the next year, you're going to get $110 instead of just $100 because you got, again, $100 on that initial investment, just like you did after one year. But then you got an additional $10 on the $100 that you earned in the year prior, right? And that's compounding interest. You're going to end up with a bigger and bigger snowball as that goes down the road. So it kind of makes sense that, you know, if, if you keep that investment in place, it keeps growing, that that growth is going to be faster than just the 10%, right? Because you're getting 10% on your 10% over and over again. And that's, that's the beauty of reinvestment. That's the beauty of compounding interest in a nutshell, right? So let's unpack it a little more. Compound interest or compounding interest is interest calculated on the initial principal, which also includes all the accumulated interest from previous periods on a deposit or loan. Thought to have originated in the 17th century Italy, so I guess it took them <laughs> until the 17th century of humanity to discover this concept, but thought to have originated in 17th century Italy, compound interest can be thought of as interest on interest, like I just described, and will make a sum growth at a faster rate than simple interest, which is calculated only on a principal amount. So simple interest, again, is just like that 10%, but compounding interest takes into account that your return can also be added to your returns in previous periods, right? So that's where that extra 10 bucks came in in year two. Well, that continues to spiral and spiral as you go down the years. Uh, and the compounding interest can make some really, some really huge things happen for your portfolio over time. Here's the catch with compounding interest. And it took me regrettably long to start to incorporate this into my own life. I always had some investments in the background, but I wasn't quite dutiful enough in, in like saving a percentage of my budget, right? And quote unquote, paying myself first. So treating my savings like a bill that I owe to myself the same way that I might owe rent or I might owe a mortgage payment or I might owe a car payment, a credit card payment, whatever. You know, you need to treat savings like a bill that way. And at a young age, because the younger you start with this, the more compounding interest works in your favor. So, you know, I'm jealous if you're 20 years old and listening to this podcast, you get the advantage of 10 years on me of compounding interest, which is going to do exponentially huge things for your balances in your retirement accounts one day when you go to tap them. So the discipline is to invest early, to leave those investments alone in the long term. So not to tap them and, and consume them. Right. And then to uh, let compounding interest work for you. So to be consistent with your strategies, to pick a strategy that works uh, for investing and, and to hold true to it so that that compounding interest can be a tailwind for you and your investments. And you can blink one day and be way wealthier than you ever thought you'd be before. Buy those yachts, buy those Lambos. <laughs> I don't know, but it seriously it is going to be very cool. I'm going to use some real examples of things that everyone can do in their budget to find a little extra money and what those things will do for you in retirement if you start doing them today. And what I'd encourage is pick something small. You know, one of the examples I'm going to use is what if you didn't go to Starbucks? You know, most of us go to Starbucks to get a coffee every day. You know, it's a $5 expenditure. Even if you don't go to Starbucks, so you can't directly relate to that example, you can find $5 a day in your budget somewhere, right? I'd, I'd say very confidently everyone at every income level can do that. Uh, whether that's using a cheaper version of an item, uh, couponing a little more to find five bucks at your grocery store bill, whatever, right? You can find five bucks a day in your, in your budget somewhere if you look diligently. I don't care how much money you make, right? But I'm going to use the Starbucks example, and it's going to illustrate that if you just save $5 a day 
from the time that you're young all the way through to your retirement and you invest it dutifully and let that compounding interest work for you, let, let your gains get you more gains, if you will, then you're going to be in a much better place financially than you could have ever dreamt, right? So get, starting small, I'd really encourage, you know, when you listen to this podcast, pick something today. You know, pick, make one of those, uh, make a Robinhood account, make one of those Acorn accounts where you're saving away a little money. These are such great principles for, uh, for personal savings, for investing, and do something that gets you started on it. Because once you see this snowball effect, you'll start to invest more and more into it. And that's really what happened for me, that the main thing was getting started. I understood the, the concept of compounding interest from high school, but I never embraced it. I didn't do it myself. And that's what I love about some of these apps I see. Like I mentioned Robinhood and I mentioned Acorns, which allows you to, you know, Robinhood lets you invest really easy with zero brokerage fees, which has kind of forced all the major brokers to do the same to appeal to young people because it really got popular quickly with young people. And they have a cool app that makes trading intuitive and easy uh, and also kind of rewards you with video game style graphics and things when you invest or when you buy a stock, you know, you get some confetti on the, confetti on the screen. It makes it fun. I love that. Some people criticize that and say, well, you know, Robin Hood uh, is trying to get young people addicted to investing and make, you know, these gambling decisions because lots of people are messing with options or whatever on their platform. But I think that's kind of nonsense. I think it's a beautiful thing that they kind of use the same tricks that get us addicted to apps to get us addicting to addicted to investing and addicted to stock market trades and things like this, although it does benefit them. You know, they say that their goal is to make uh, investing more flat, to give more access to more people to the beauty of investing and compounding interest. And the fact that they're appealing to younger and younger people, you know, that literally they have teenagers on their platform investing and starting to get this compounding interest behind them to start to see their investment grow for decades and decades is a beautiful thing. Because if you start 10 years early, you end up way exponentially further than your peers. So I wish I had learned this earlier. I wish I had started earlier. You know, it was when I first started to diligently save a portion of my, my personal budget into my Fidelity account, into my brokerage account to invest. And I started to see that, that balance grow to something significant. That's when I got hooked on it. And I started to do more and more of it, ironically, after that. So I'd encourage when you listen to this podcast, find five bucks today and start investing it. You know, do something, even if it's, and I encourage you to do more if you can, but do something, you know, get, get yourself on the dance floor. I find that the actual action of, of, doing something instead of just thinking about it or saying, I'll get to that one day, you know, like if I'm interested in a stock, I'll buy one share of it and just watch it. Cause then it's always top of mind. Every time I check on my brokerage that I need to research, that I need to learn more about it. So doing something is better than not today. Even if it comes with some risk, whatever, you know, just jump in both feet and, and save five bucks on Starbucks and put that into your acorn account, put that into your Robinhood account and invest in the S and P 500. Keep it simple and just start doing it. Even if it's not perfect, you know, at least you're going to get a good discipline. You're going to get rolling from it. So let's get into why you might, you know, sometimes uh, compound interest is called the miracle of compounding interest because the interest accumulates on the, on the interest, right? So you, your money is in the background working for you in an exponential way. You know that your, your gains for your investments have gains in future years. And that's, it's like your money babies are having money babies and just growing and growing in the background. And while you're doing your thing at work, while you're doing your thing in your life, while you're having fun, whatever, you know, you have these investments working for you in the background. That's an important concept to understand and to embrace early. And that's my plea with you guys. So let's do the exercise. Let's say, what if instead of going to Starbucks and getting your caramel frappe or whatever, machino, <laughs> instead of getting your favorite drink for five bucks or whatever it is, Sorry, I got a phone call coming in there. Instead of getting your favorite drink for five bucks, whatever it is, let's say instead that you invested that, right? Instead, you put that into the stock market, which we said you know, historically gets 10% gains just to keep this exercise simple, right? Um, well, 
if you were to invest, it was well, start with if you weren't to invest that amount. So let's say you start at 20 years old and you don't tap this until the normal retirement age of 65, right? So that's 45 years. So if you didn't tap that investment at all over those 45 years, if you didn't invest it, if you just left the money in your account, so you didn't go to Starbucks and you didn't touch the money, you just kept dutifully putting your $5 a day away into an investment account. When you go to retire, you'd have $81,000. So that's how much your Starbucks habit might cost you, right? Instead of getting a 20 cent instant coffee at home or whatever and saving the spread. So if you were to find a way to save five bucks a day, you'd have $81,000 at retirement. Well, let's say you invested that and got that 10% return I got. Well, then at retirement, instead of having $81,000, the principal amount that you saved because of compounding interest and that 10% investment, you have $1,294,000 let that soak in. So instead of 81,000 in savings, or even worse, $81,000 worth of Starbucks that you just consumed and peed away or whatever, you have $1.3 million essentially in your account just from that one choice. That's how powerful saving $5 a day is when you combine it with compounding interest and a reasonable amount of risk in the stock market. And again, you know, you're betting on the S&P 500, you're betting on a blend of the best American companies to grow at 10%. I don't think that's that unreasonable of an assumption. And we'll get into more about how you can juice your returns and take on reasonable risk to get higher returns. I can't give investment advice on this podcast for entertainment purposes only, but we'll get into some of those concepts of how you might grow your investments faster and, and maybe even outperform that 10% like I have the last 15 years, knock on wood. But nonetheless, you know, if you if you just assume 10%, which I think is a pretty reasonable assumption, you go from $81,000 worth of Starbucks that you consumed to $81,000 worth of Starbucks that you saved to now with a 10% compounding interest, you got $1.3 million. And that in a nutshell is why compounding interest and in starting young is so important. A key to that calculation is starting at 20 years. If you start at year, you know, if you start at 40 years old, start saving your Starbucks instead of drinking it you're not going to have nearly the same result, both in terms of principal, but also in terms of that compounding interest working for you. Because the beauty of this is that, you know, if you invest for 45 years, then, you know, 45 years later, you know, you're earning interest all the way up from that year one interest. You know, that, that compounding effect is just huge and the snowball grows and grows and grows. So let's make it a little more exciting. Let's say that you manage to scrape away $1,000 per month from the age you're 25, right? So let's say you get out of college at 22, you have three years to kind of get in your feet under you, get set up in your career, you grow your income a little bit. Maybe you took a job for 50 grand with your college degree out of college at 22 years old, and then you've grown it up to now you're making 75 grand or $80,000 at age 25. You're killing it, right? And now you can afford to save. You can afford to pay yourself $1,000 a month, right? <laughs> I say pay yourself, but really you're investing it, right? You look at it as a bill. So you're, you can afford to invest $1,000 a month from the age 25 to 65, which is the normal retirement age, right? So let's do this exercise now, right? So you're, you're investing for uh, 40 years, right? So I said 65 to 25, that's 40 years of investment. Uh, let's say you're doing a monthly contribution. So of $1,000 per month, so that's $12,000 per year, but $1,000 per month, you managed to find in your budget somewhere and invest it. You started at 25, which is not a crazy young age to start. Uh, and you get a 10% return on your money. Let, at the retirement age, you can expect to have $5,311,000. So if you're curious about how to be a multi-multi-millionaire, how to have above $5 million at retirement and retire incredibly comfortably, there's your answer right there. Save $1,000 a month starting today. That's not that daunting of a task, guys. I think you can do it. You know, figure out a way to get a raise, figure out a way to really scrape at your budget and to clamp down on maybe some extra spend. You know, I'm not saying don't have any fun and don't reward yourself with stuff, but just buy things smart and cut out things you don't need and don't just waste a bunch of money on 
you know, uh, cable packages you don't need where your cable bill is an extra hundred dollars a month. There's $1,100 right there. You know, you saved or $1,200. Sorry. So if you could cut a hundred dollars out of your cable bill, cutting out some of those, you know, NFL packages or whatever you don't actually use, go to your friends, get a little thrifty about it. Then you're one tenth of the weight of the savings I just said, you know? So I think this is pretty reasonable, especially given that that thousand dollars a month sounds like a big thing when you're 25 and it probably is a bigger sacrifice, but when you're 55 and the heart of your career making, you know, well into the six figures or whatever, saving a thousand dollars a month, isn't that crazy. You might even have a higher rate, which would help this calculation run even quicker, right? To get even bigger. So again, if you save a thousand dollars a month from the time that you're 25, all the way to retirement age at 65, a thousand dollars a month on average, you're, you're going to have, and you, and it accumulates with compounding interest. You don't touch it. You let it grow at 10% per year. So you invest in like the S and P 500 or something like that. Then uh, you're going to have over $5.3 million at retirement. Now let's say that you get smart with your stock investments You take on a little extra risk. You find a way to really juice the returns and you just kill it in the stock market and you make 15% a year. So a much higher than average return, but you, you get a good return on your stock investments over time. This is not impossible. 15% is not impossible. It's fantastic. It's very, 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 very strong performance to get 15% on average over the course of your investing career, but it is possible, right? So let's say you do that same exact calculation, start at age 25, invest a thousand dollars a month compounds, uh, annually at this. Now we're doing 15% rather than the 10% investment return. Well, then when you retire, you're going to have 21 million, $349,000. Let that soak in for a minute. That $1,000 a month saved with some wise and prudent and lucky investing to get 15%, you're going to be worth $21,349,000 when you retire. You can double check all my calculations. I love, you can just search compound interest calculator online. I love the investor.gov one for this. And I'd poke around it all the time, you know, and this is a great way to reward yourself when you're calculating what savings rate you're going to do. If you put away $400 this month, type it into this calculator, put in some investment return assumptions and see what that $400 is going to, is going to become for you. And when you set your strategy, type it in this calculator and reward yourself. One day you're going to be worth all that. All these calculations get even better if you add some extra years. So let's take that same example I just gave you, uh, where you started at age 25, you invested $1,000 a month, you got 10% interest, and instead of retiring at 65, let's say you retired at 70 now. So you get an extra five years of uh, compounding interest. Well, remember that at 10%, you had $5.3 million when you retired at 65. Let's say you retire at 70 now. Now the amount is $8.626 million. So you see how that extra five years is just snowballs. You know, the compounding effect just gets better and better. So if you can delay your retirement an extra five years, which is getting more and more feasible, we're getting healthier and having longer health, uh, life expectancies and stuff, you're gonna be worth 8.6 million. Now, if you had that 15% above variance, if you do better than that 10% that this assumption has, then now you're worth $43 million, more than $43 million at retiring at age 70 with that one simple savings. And again, I don't think $1,000 is that aggressive because your earnings are going to go up, you know, inflation is going to kick in and things like this. So people are going to make more money in the future. Your earnings are going to go up in your career. I mean, most people touch into six figures at some point in their career, have a, have a year where they make over six figures and you might blow it out and get lucky and kill it and get into the you know $150,000 range, $200,000 range, or maybe even above, who knows? You guys are brilliant. if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're entrepreneurial, you're driven, you know, you care about your career. You go for it, man. Maybe you'll make a ton more money than that. This is just a thousand dollars a month. And I know that's a lot of money, but, but it's not in, in, in an untouchable thing, you know, that if you can really find that in your budget, it can do amazing things for you down the road. 
So that's my uh, plea with you guys today to start to think about compounding interest, to start to think about your personal savings rate and to, and to play around with this concept. You know, there's great YouTubes on this. There's great um, content on Google that you can search for and find more interest. I wanted to do this video as a way of kicking off personal finance because I think this is the key thing to understand, compounding interest. I'm going to point back at this video, even though it's a little bit pedantic. And again, a lot of you probably have this concept down pat and understand it really solidly. I'm going to point back at this video in later personal finance videos and say, don't forget about compounding interest. You can listen to it and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, move on to show how these different savings rates and how these different budget strategies uh, can produce great results. I think that Starbucks results are really compelling one. I want you guys to hold on to that because everyone can find $5 a day, right? I really solidly believe that. And that's a surefire way to become a millionaire by investing in the S&P 500 starting at a reasonable age. So, you know, uh, just, just start thinking about your savings, start thinking about compounding interest, start thinking about getting this on your team, you know, on your investment team. And it's the easiest thing in the world to employ. I think it really outpaces anything else that you can do because it's guaranteed returns, you know, so start saving early and saving consistently because that's a guaranteed return. Instead of having to take extra risk to get a higher interest rate, to get a higher return on your investment, to make up for those lost years that you skipped. If you start at age 20, if you start at age 25, even 30, whatever your age is to if you start today, you're doing yourself, uh, uh, you're making your life a lot easier to accomplish your goals down the road because now all that money's working for you for longer and longer. And as we just illustrated on this podcast, you see the power of that. So starting saving early and saving consistently equates to guaranteed returns and allow, because you're saving that money. That's the only thing that's guaranteed is not spending it and saving it instead. You know, everything else is a risk when you go for returns on investment. So starting saving early and saving consistently equates to guaranteed returns and allows you to take less risk for the same outcome. And that's an incredibly uh, important concept to understand because higher interest rates, higher return on your investments come with more risk traditionally. You know, there's ways to manage and understand that risk better than other people, maybe get what's called alpha, understanding investment better and, and doing better with your investments because of that. But man, you know, the best thing you can do instead of taking on more risk is just give yourself a guaranteed income by saving earlier and saving more. Then you can get the same outcome. You can get the same retirement uh, uh, nest egg saved up by taking less risk because you saved more and you saved early. So that's the concept today. It's compounding interest. It's something we love. You know, we're going to talk about a lot in this podcast. We talk a lot about it in regards to personal finance. I hope you guys enjoyed today. I hope you enjoy this series. I, this is something I'm really passionate about is personal finance and especially teaching young people. You know, if you're 20 years old, if you're 25 years old, if you're 30, year old, 30 years old, listen to this podcast. I think you'll benefit a lot from these uh, different podcasts I do on personal finance. I'm going to be talking about different ways that you can save money. I'm going to talk about different budgeting, uh, you know, saving on a percentage basis and my philosophy philosophy about those things. I'm going to talk about the different accounts that you can do and especially retirement accounts that are tax advantaged and how to navigate 401ks versus Roth IRAs versus regular brokerage accounts and how to balance those things in your portfolio. Um, so we're, we're going to get into personal finance. We'll talk a lot about these things. It's a, a subject I'm really passionate about. If you guys have any questions or anything you want me to talk about first, maybe something that applies to you, please send me an email at theblackwoodshow at gmail.com and I'll jump right to it. But for now, stop drinking Starbucks and start saving. <laughs> no, that's my advice for today is to find find five bucks in your account and put it away. Download Robinhood, get some confetti on your screen, <laughs> you know, get rewarded and, and start seeing that balance grow because it's going to set up discipline for you in years and years to come. And I think you'll be happy you made that decision today. Talk at you soon.